Don't I have the right to do what I want with my money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. Good morning, Christian America. I'm going to talk to you today about the parable of the workers in the vineyard. What Jesus says to those who think they have a right to some to something that they do not to those who think that they make the rules for everyone else to those that are envious and jealous for no reason for those that are, have their nose in other people's businesses where they are not wanted nor uh, nor does it concern anything of theirs Let's talk about what this passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 20, what Jesus says and what we can take from it today in 2020. So let's get right down to it. Good morning, Christian America. All right, good morning, Christian America. Eddie here with the Christian American Community and the Christian American T-Shirt Company coming to you here on the Good Morning Christian America podcast. As we come to you every week, we try to break down scripture. We want to go through a certain section of scripture. The chapter would be far too much. Even these sections we go through, there's a lot to delve into. There's a lot uh, of people that try to make up scripture, reinterpret scripture, misquote scripture. And it's because of people like that where we get confused as a community, where we start to argue amongst ourselves in a variety of different ways because of what we've been told, because we tend to be too lazy to read scripture on our own. We tend to be uh, too busy to be able to pick up, pick up the good book and find out for ourselves and to contemplate it. So what we try to do on this podcast is we try to bring to you a portion of scripture in the context in which... Uh, that it unfolds, that revelation unfolds step by step, story by story, portion by portion, lesson by lesson through the New Testament, starting in the book of Matthew. We've been doing this for quite some time now. We've reached Matthew chapter 20. And here in Matthew chapter 20 today, we're going to talk about the parable of the workers in the vineyard. For those of you who haven't been keeping track or maybe have missed last week's uh, last week's passage. In last week's passage, Jesus was giving a lesson to his disciples and he was discussing uh, the rich. When a rich man came to him and asked, how can I be perfect? How can I? He doesn't ask how, how I can be perfect. He asks, how can I have eternal life? And what Jesus tells him is that you, to, in order to have eternal life, you have to keep the commandments. But in order to be perfect, if you want to be perfect, then you have to give up all your possessions and come follow me. And the, and the rich man goes away sad because he's tied to his possessions. The lesson not being that the only way to get to heaven is to give up all your possessions. Jesus says to have eternal life, you must follow the commandments is what he says. And then he gives you an even uh, 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 more expansive way to be perfect, how to be as perfect as we can possibly be within the confines of this earth and the, and the fallen nature of humanity by giving away all that we have and following Christ. Um, two different messages last week, but it's in that context that we come to you today that that Jesus is still talking in the same, uh, in the same lesson. He just gave that lesson to the rich man 
and to his disciples who saw that. Right after that is where Jesus picks up today. So if you turn to your Bibles, to to the book of Matthew chapter 20, it starts off and it says, For the kingdom of heaven, and this is Jesus talking by the way, For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for a day and sent them into his vineyard. About nine in the morning, he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in my vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again at about noon and at about three in the afternoon, he did the same thing. About five in the afternoon, he went out and found still others standing around. And he asked them, why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing because no one has hired us they answered well he said to them you also go and work in my vineyard when the evening came the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman call the workers and pay them their wages beginning with the last ones hired going on to the first the workers who were hired at about five in the afternoon came and each received a denarius So when those who came were hired first, they expected to receive more. But each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These who were hired last worked only one hour, they said. And you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, Am I not being unfair to you, friend? Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? So take your pay and go. I want to give the one who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. These are the words of Christ in today's passage. This is all of Jesus talking in this manner. He is acting out. He is verbalizing this scenario, this parable for his followers, learning what we just learned from the rich man. So if you again, if you missed last week's podcast, go back to last week to find out what the mindset is, what the context is of this lesson of Jesus talking to his disciples in this passage. This is an important, this is also an important passage to pay attention to because it's so ingrained in us as human beings, as flawed creatures, to be jealous of one another, to be uh, to be overbearing, to think that we know what's best for everyone else around, to think and to assume certain things that have not been promised to us. How many people do you know that assume that when their parents die or their grandparents die, that they automatically are gonna be gifted or they're gonna be inherited, uh, passed down family heirlooms and stuff of importance? That's an ugly, ugly scenario that takes place far too often where people are automatically assuming certain things and in their head because they've assumed it it's already done it's it it seems like 
it's commonplace. And so now it's expected. So when the unexpected happens, somehow, some way, they turn it around as an attack on them that something is unfair, something is unjust, someone has wronged me. But why? What is it in us that turns us envious, that turns us jealous towards jealousy? What is it in us that automatically assumes certain things that aren't promised to us? And where do we get off telling other people what they can or cannot do with the things that they have earned or have or been gifted or inherited or whatever it is that they've built or done? If it doesn't concern you, why are you worried about it? If it doesn't concern you, why are you so upset? If it doesn't concern you, why are you so involved? Especially if that person or those people that you're so intimately involved with aren't doing anything wrong, aren't doing anything against God, aren't sinning, aren't hurting anyone, aren't being evil and or having evil intent, what difference does that make of yours? How many people do we know? How many friends do we know? How many family members do we know that when they come around, they have to tell everyone around them what needs to happen. They automatically assume control and they have previous thoughts on how they're going to assume control before the circumstance even unfolds before they even arrive to Thanksgiving dinner, before they even show up for the family event, before they even get to the family picnic or the family get together or the gathering of whatever, uh, whatever the case may be. How many people do we know like that? Jesus is confronting these people. Jesus is confronting these people about being jealous and being nosy, sticking your nose and being overly concerned with stuff that doesn't that isn't important to you it shouldn't be important to you that doesn't involve you the workers have agreed to work for denarius for the whole day and that's what they do they work the whole day they get the denarius it's fair these workers were completely content with their denarii they were completely content working a full day and getting a denarius wage it's only when they feel that they somehow have been wronged, they somehow have been duped, they somehow have been treated unfairly or unjustly, even though that didn't happen, did they start to grumble against the, the decisions that they've made. And what Christ is trying to say here is he's comparing at this moment in time, he's comparing people who are learning about Christ. They're learning about God. They're learning about their commandments. They're sitting around him. He is teaching them. And just because they just got acquainted with the true word of God, just because they're just learning about it, doesn't mean that they're any less or more than the Pharisees in, in the previous examples. The Pharisees are hanging around Jesus at this point. And these are the people who think they're smarter than everyone else. These are the people that think, well, I've been studying scripture and the Old Testament for longer than anyone else. 
But these are the same people that don't believe in Christ Jesus. These are the same people that are going to put Jesus to death. He is about to foreshadow that here in the next coming uh, in, in the next coming passages of Scripture. She's he's telling and predicting that he's going to be handed over. He's addressing not only his disciples in this direct message. He was he was addressing the rich man specifically, but he's also addressing the naysayers that are hanging around. People that are involved in his business that have no business being involved in what he's talking about. They are out to get him. They are trying to destroy him. They will eventually have him crucified. He's speaking to them as well. He's saying, look, just because you think you're following the word of God and that these sinners that have now attached themselves to me, these sinners that are now moving towards me, just because they're now learning the truth of Scripture, the truth and the spirit of the law in God, that does not make them any less than you. It doesn't matter when you turn to Christ. It doesn't matter when you see the light. It doesn't matter what you've done previously if you've repented and you turn over that new leaf. You can be made anew when you believe in Christ. The last will be first and the first will be last. When you have your rewards in this life, Jesus says earlier in Matthew, when you have your treasure on earth, you miss your treasure in heaven. When you put the treasure on earth ahead of your priorities of your treasure in heaven, that's exactly how you will be perceived. The last will be first and the first will be last. Jesus also talks about later on in scripture in one of the other gospels about the rich man and Lazarus and Lazarus being the beggar who ends up in heaven and the rich man who discarded him on earth is now burning in uh, in eternal fire. He's begging for just a a touch of water on his tongue to send Lazarus down. And it can't happen because the last was made first. The lowly was made royal. And the earthly Uh, the earthly rich who did not live up to God's commandments, did not live up to the word of Christ, did not follow examples and turn their back on him. They will be last. That is the message of Christ in in this passage. That is the message that Jesus is trying to convey to his followers, the rich man who just walked away, and the Pharisees, that are traversing uh, you know, his teaching. There's also a lesson to be had here about the laziness of the, of the individuals who don't want to work, right? Because the master kind of scolds these guys. He's gone out now at nine o'clock. He's gone out at 12 o'clock. He's gone out at three o'clock. He's even gone out at five o'clock. What are you doing? Why have you been standing here all day long doing nothing? what the master says the implication there is if you're not doing something with your life productive then you need to start if you've watched the podcast if you checked out our videos before 
You know what we've said about work. Go back to Genesis 2. Man's initial purpose was to work the garden, to take to work and take care of God's garden. It is inherent in us to want to work. It is inherent in us to do something positive, to continue the 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 tradition and to build up our our legacies as a people to accomplish things to work justly and to work earnestly and to do the right things while we do that it's in built in in us so you shouldn't be laying around all day doing nothing as the master says and then those who do do the good works that the master asked you can get paid equally you're not any less than anyone who's come before you 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 are equal in God's eyes as long as you've accepted him as long as you've come to him as long as you've repented for your wayward ways uh, and you put your faith in Christ Jesus and seek to do good works then in his name be the handiwork that that uh, that God has laid out in advance you are on equal footing with everyone else. That's the lesson of this passage. And that's the lesson of today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to contribute to the Christian American community, remember, we're not uh, interested in donations. We're interested in participation. You can participate and show your support for the Christian American community by going to ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees.com. That's ChristianAmericanTees, all one word, Com and pick yourself up some Christian American apparel. You can also continue to be, we'd ask you, we encourage you to be a part of the Christian American Dialogue by liking us, sharing us, following us, uh, direct messaging us, subscribing to us on all the major social media platforms. That's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Parler. Um, the YouTube channel is Good Morning Christian America YouTube channel. We're also on TikTok, so keep an eye out for those one-minute videos too. Uh, get on TikTok, check us out. Um, that way, hopefully, uh, no matter where you're at, no matter what you're doing, you can always, always, always get you a daily dose, a bit of motivation and inspiration and education in the real education in scripture, real education, uh, unfiltered, uh, through our content. Hopefully that's the service that we provide you guys. Hopefully that you enjoy that and you continue to share with your friends and with your family, because that's how we build a stronger Christian American community. God is going to work through these days of trial, through people like you and I, through people like us that keep our eyes on him and that are focused on doing uh, the best that we can do in Jesus' name. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, until next week, you guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.